Welcome everyone to episode 92 of the Slow Spin Society podcast. My name is Paul and joining me as always are Rob and Amanda. What's up people? Hello everyone. Hello. Morgan. Yo yo. Yo yo. Today's episode is a follow up to an episode from a long long time ago. But we are doing Dumb Trends part 2. Insert epic music here, insert explosions, insert whatever you want. <laughs> Roasting sesh begins now. <laughs> um, and speaking of wild things, if you want to hear more about uh, my very long weekend at Slow Burning, then you should listen to the pre-show. You can access the extent conversation at patreon.com slash podcast. But let's get into this roasting sesh, like Amanda said it so well. Ding, ding, ding. Who want to start? I don't mind. All right, Rob. Okay, my first dumb trend that irritates the shit out of me at the moment. Um, well, it doesn't irritate the shit out. Whatever. Um, trying to make <laughs> any tr- track bike an FGFS bike and bar spinnable, including putting steel forks into aluminium frame. Nope, nope, nope. You don't like it. <laughs> no, I don't like it at all. It's like, it's like everyone follows the same trend of like, oh, right, I really like track bags. Oh, right. Okay, so if I want to practice stuff, I need to have a slightly different bike. Okay, I'll change the handlebars. Ah, okay, that, that fixes one problem. Okay, then maybe I change the wheel size. No, that doesn't fix the problem. Ah, okay, maybe I build stronger wheels for my lightweight track bike. Ah, yeah, that fixes one problem. Ah, okay, why don't I replace the fork and take an alum- a carbon fork out and put a steel fork in my aluminium frame? Okay, that's fixed one problem. Ah, now the frame's not strong enough. Ah, maybe I should replace the frame as well. Instead of just... <laughs> understanding that FGFS, trick track, they're quite different in terms of style. If you want to hop downstairs, if you want to grind, don't do it in an alumin- a nice lightweight aluminium track bike that's designed to go in a straight line or around a velodrome or on the street. Don't convert that. Look, because you'll also, if you're learning tricks, that's how you completely fuck your bike up because learning new tricks is hard and it takes practice and time. And it puts stress on the frame in different ways of landing mm. different tricks. So have it, I would prefer to see people just build a cheap 6KU with a freestyle fork and have a cheap steel bike, which is more adaptable to doing tricks. Yeah, so that's my dumb trend number one. So basically what you don't like is that in between when someone was an aluminum frame want to kind of do like fix your freestyle so he does that uh aluminum frame short bar so it's bar spinnable ton yeah. of ri- tons of risers and a steel fork yeah, yeah. Okay. and then eventually and then eventually just moves to a steel frame because it's the only way to go unless you just do some like spin tricks and not bar spins but yeah i just see so many people over the last couple of years i mean don't get me wrong i did it because I went through that phase of figuring out what works for trick and what works for track. And, you know, I'm telling people don't do it now because I fucked up so many frames, cracked so many frames. But then people just continue to do the same mistake over and over again. Maybe it's just destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's like, okay, so... To some extent, I totally agree with you. I think like it's a weird end between that doesn't really deserve to exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, to another extent, I want to say if people just want to try a little bit of "Hey, bar swings are fun," then they might as well do so. But also, yeah, you have an aluminum track bike with a carbon fork. Um, that it looks good, you know, it's fine. And then you're totally gonna ruin the. It's like it feels like putting uh, mud tires on a sports car. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, so it doesn't go fast anymore, but it doesn't really do all terrain either. Exactly. It's not and a trick how... bike. What? Go on. I was going to say, what about the opposite? So, <laughs> someone taking a track lacrosse or a trick bike and then using it to race. Or you mean like you do with the Ranger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I did. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up as well. <laughs> I always I thought it. that was the weirdest looking when you put like 25C <laughs> tires on a Ranger. You're like, bleh, bleh. <laughs> it's just so wrong. Uh... <laughs> it's, it's also, you see commuters do it. They're like, they'll buy like a mountain bike and they think, yeah, I'll go to work on that. Then they're like, oh, but the position's uncomfortable. <laughs> Can I put a stem stacker on it? Okay. So they rise the bars up to be like a Dutch bike. And then they're like, why don't we change the tires for slick? And they're, they're meant to have like, like super wide fat tires and the bike just has like slick 28C tires on you, like in a high rise stem. You're like, mm. buy a different bike. Don't convert a bike to your needs. Buy the bike that is meant for your needs. Mm. All right. Amanda, what about you go next? Yeah. So cycling trends. Number one. Actually, a trend in cycling is making cycling trendy. No, fuck that shit. Like, don't get into cycling because you think it's a trend or you see it's cool, but not actually enjoying to go out riding. That just mm. kind of... So being, so being a poser, basically. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Do you think there's posers that don't enjoy cycling? Yeah, I think so. And I think also there are people that start off cycling because they see it, think it's cool, and then start riding their bike and don't really have this like real desire to like want to go out there and have fun on their bike and like shred and just push their limits or just enjoy it really like other people do. But they yeah. do it because they think they're cool. What I can definitely see is people picking up on cycling because they're gearholic. So, you know, these kind of people yeah. are, are always looking for like the next gadget or the next big yeah. thing. Yeah. And mm. like you start cycling, you obviously need a bike and there's no budget limit for the bike if you know what you're doing. But also you need cycling glasses, a jersey, a helmet, a bib, cycling shoes everything and anything really yeah. uh, if you want to go like deep into whatever like road cycling or gravel or even fixed gear the, the cool thing with fixed gears you can start with basically nothing mm. but yeah the, these people who are like I need to buy more stuff yeah as well like yeah it's basically gear freaks I know I know a couple of them just a couple just yeah. a couple <laughs> just a few <laughs> who just want to buy the nicest shit and spend all their money. My go yeah. ahead, do you, but yeah. But I also, you know, like people get into stuff in the first place because they see that it's kind of popular and trendy and they want to try it out. I get that. But yeah, being obsessed with the gear more than the ride is definitely something I disagree mm -hmm. with. I don't really care what bike you're on as long as you're out riding and enjoying yourself. Yeah. I even, even the people that I know are just into um, buying all the gear tend to quite enjoy it though. But they, yeah, like you said, they're like gear nerds or gear addicted and they just want more and more gear. But as long as you're enjoying the ride, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah. Everybody, everybody has a little gear phase, a little gear hoe phase. Yeah, Paul. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Yeah. Yep. Had every bike I, in the world. Okay, like to be told, <laughs> I do enjoy riding sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. Sometimes, but you know what? I enjoy the most out of cycling is taking picture of myself or my bikes and putting them on the internet. Yeah, Aww. with your bum out. Yeah, it was my ass I thought, in plain I thought sight. It was whipping you... phones out of people's hands. <laughs> <laughs> with these bandito, with these with Bandito Paul with his mask on. 
uncomfortable. <laughs> Immediately saw myself as a sombrero and a, and a mask. <laughs> and a mustache. And a mustache. Well, that's not happening anytime soon. Yeah, we can yet. stick one on you, bro. It's, we're, yeah, we're yeah, we'll try. Draw yeah. it on me. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay, number one for you, Paul? Number one for me is that there is a lot of things, and I mean a lot of freaking things, that are beer-related in cycling. Oh, I have and this one And in fixed-gear well, cycling, yeah. especially. So, anything in cycling that is an accessory has a bottle opener option. Literally everything. And it's just like... Yeah, the beer everywhere, go for a beer ride and a beer after the ride, and like, yes, beers are cool, and they're probably very tasty. I don't know, I don't drink beer, but you don't need 60 beer openers on your bike. Like, every multi-tool now has a beer opener. Every guy that has a carabiner on the side of his fucking self with his keys has a bottle opener somehow on there. You have bottle cages that act as bottle openers. Like, it's everywhere and anywhere. Beer. Beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, the, 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 yeah, I totally agree. Kind of pops back into one of my points of uh one of my one of my irritates is like the amount of people in our community that do it for the beer more than the riding and the weed mm, yeah that gets dangerous it does get dangerous um because it's quite easy to slip into that and i agree paul like oh let's go for a ride oh i would prefer to go for a ride and stop for a coffee I don't, don't get me wrong, you know how much I drink. But the drinking <laughs> side... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm an alcoholic, but yeah, whatever. Exactly. exactly. I haven't had a drink for, since Sunday, and it's Friday. Congrats. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Woo! Add fun fanfare. Nice, yeah. What's <laughs> um, this become like an AAA meeting? <laughs> Yeah, the beer and the weed and, you know, the the level of socializing compared to riding within the fixed gear community is quite big. Since we're talking about beer, can I add something? Sure. Okay, there's an actual event uh, in Montreal. And I think it was last weekend or this weekend. And it happens once a year. And we have the F1 track um, mm. in the city. And basically, it's an event, a race where... I think you have to do five to seven laps of the F1 track. And each lap is about like two kilometers long almost. Okay. And each lap you do, uh, you have to you chug have to a drink beer. You have to chug a beer. Of course. This is exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. That's kind yeah. of fucked up. And then I think, I think, like, you basically, yeah, do five, I think five or seven turns. And so uh, if you get I want to participate, but I don't drink alcohol, I can't. Because you could they drink non alcoholic like, beer. Yeah, they might have a tea option, but that will never, <laughs> you know, like the, the whole point is like, yeah, the whole yeah. effect. And you know, there's a crew in London called Fixed Beers. Mm, yeah, I know. Okay, whoa. So literally, yeah. that's like. They're very nice, though, but. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. But. Their, their name is Fixed Beers. Kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe they just need to change one letter and then make, make them like Fixed Bears or something. I thought you were going to say Fixed Ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, awesome. I've just realized Fixed Beer and Fixed Gear. Oh, I did not realize that. <laughs> that might be it. All right, Rob, to the next one. To the next one. This is a controversial one, which I think you'll both disagree with. Um, I'm going to say it anyway, because it, it, I find it irritating as well. The right, the right bike for the right job. Fixed gear, bike packing. I just don't oh, agree with it. Oh, <laughs> shit. He said it. He said it. He said it. I just don't, I just don't you know, know why. 
You would Wait, need hold to up, go- hold up, hold up, hold up. Rob, didn't you go bikepacking fixed gear? Yeah, uh, nearly 1,500 kilometers from Norway, Sweden, and Finland. All right. But I would never do so, it again. <laughs> knowing the title of this episode, it is a dumb trend. It is, it is dumb. A- Thank you. But it's fun yeah. as hell. I've never done it, so I couldn't say. Because you it go on fun. your bike that is more suitable for that ride, right? Yeah. There you go. There you go. And I also just don't want to blow, blow out my knees. And... Exactly. That's yeah. my point. Yeah. And especially I ride already harder ratios. So It's the 21st century. You'll have yeah. tight in your knees in no time. <laughs> and With like... what money? <laughs> I can barely afford my rent. <laughs> Yes, so I just find it personally not a thing I want. I've done it, and I didn't enjoy it. It was unnecessarily harder. The points where you really want to enjoy the ride, like going uphill in a in a lower down, gear, yeah. or or more specifically going downhill, you want to just cruise. You can't. You just can't. Mm. It's just it just takes away certain elements of yeah. what bikepacking is for me. The, the best bits of like just cruising up a mountain and enjoying that and not struggling yeah. and being in a gear that's that my knees can accept for like, and like a especially two- yeah when you're breakless oh yeah yeah it's so fucked up it's, yeah it's even worse yeah so mm. short weekends maybe a bit of hill climbing but not much but you know, if you're going to go bike back and if you've got everything on your bike and you're just going into the mountains or into the countryside and you don't know where you're going, the unnecessary uh, disadvantage of being fixed just doesn't benefit me. So for me, it's a no-no. But I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with that one. <laughs> I get, I mean, I, I get what you mean. And I also wouldn't go for like more than a week on a track bike or yeah i mean i did a wig before and it was all right i'd hate that i'd hate that i don't know there is okay there is something really fine about uh i mean it it feels really good about fixed gear bike packing is because you're always in that rotation at pretty much always the same pace it is so much easier for me to get into the zone you know it's like autopilot i'm not thinking anymore Mm. i'm just i'm just going where i believe it is right to go and Mm. i can't really do that on my gravel bike because i'm pedaling coasting pedaling coasting uh looking at the beautiful trees talking to my neighbor um and i just get adhd on a bike i guess I don't find that I stop pedaling that much. It's not like I coast all the time when I'm on a on a geared bike. Yeah, it's not actually. My cadence is really good. Pacing is my thing. So if there's a hill or a descent, or you know whatever, a weave through the road, you know my, I'm really good at shifting into the right gear so that my pedals are always turning anyway. Yeah, but I'm just not applying excess amount of pressure to go up a hill, busting mm-hmm. my legs. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Okay, on to the next one, Amanda. About making cycling all about fashion. So mm-hmm. through now with social media, influencers, all that bullshit. Yeah, now cycling has moved more towards fashion rather than just riding to have fun. Mm. and people caring too much about how they look on the bike rather than yeah just enjoying the moment and going out there meeting people having fun going on adventures i also believe there's a confidence that comes with feeling good in how you look and what you wear in terms of how you ride hold up hold up hold up i agree with that can you say your name again who not you Space Cowgirl. <laughs> What's your real name? <laughs> Amanda. Yeah. 
So you, Amanda, are talking about cycling and fashion and how you don't like it? No, but I mean as a You're the people... most fashionista out of all of us. You literally always have the last years. So I have my own particular taste and what I want to wear, but I won't just copy a style because I find it trendy. Mm. I don't follow fashion trends. I follow my own type of style and what I like to wear and it, who it speaks about myself. But that's what I mean, like when cycling and when fashion it becomes trendy and everyone wants what's just a new trend. Yeah, I get what you're saying. There's a difference between just wearing what you wear and feel comfortable and just buying full Rafa kit, POC helmet, POC glasses, uh, that kind of thing. And then expecting, <sighs> I have a POC helmet. Oh, yeah. Um, what glasses do you have? I don't own anything Rafa. Um, and all, like, honestly, like, I'd say 90% of all the clothes I own in cycling, I've gotten almost for free or with a discount or throughout within working within the industry. So, like, I'm not going to go and buy, waste my money on buying such expensive stuff when I, I always try and manage to get it somehow under a discount or whatever. But that's my case. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is... <laughs> Cycling should be for fun and to have fun and express yourself the way you want to. And not just to follow a trend and like be a white sheep amongst the white sheeps. Uh, I mean, you're totally right. Yeah, you're yeah, totally I agree. Right. But I also, on, on, the, on the flip side, I do also like the fact, not like the fact that, you know, within fashion industry or making things more fashionable for people to have interest in only grow cycling in a way yes and i do agree with the ecstatic like i mean i also care about how i look and feel on the bike and everything but i'm just talking about how it when you make something trendy and you don't even know why you're doing it you just want to do it because it's trendy that's yeah within yeah, I can things. I can feel you on that. I mean, I don't don't think I'm I'm too much into I don't really own like whatever cycling related trend. But I see what you mean. Yeah. Basically, yeah, this goes towards one of my other po um points, but I guess I can blend in. It's being this trendy fashion coolness versus actual knowledge and practicality. So what I mean is like following yeah, a trend and caring more about style, all that stuff, but not actually knowing how to change a flat if you have a flat during a ride or not really knowing like your gear or how things work because having a kit from head to toe, which is over 400 euros, but then you're stranded in the middle of nowhere, like you can put your money or your knowledge or your time into something that's actually more important. Is it more important for a top athlete to train harder to win a race, for example, or to get into a qualifier to compete and to have the right gear for that? Or is it better if that person can just fix their own puncture and come last in every race? No, because you're talking about but pro what? athletes. I'm talking, yeah, I'm not talking about any pro athlete. I'm talking about just an everyday person who's going out for a ride for 100K. I agree with that, and I'm just filtering that down. I don't have a problem with someone that goes out and twice, three times a week and does a 100K ride and wears all the gear, but then goes to the bike shop, to, a good bike shop, a local bike shop, and gets all the repairs and everything done there. Fixing a puncture, yeah, I agree. I'm just arguing the toss because I think if the person is out riding and yeah, they're wearing the gear, the riding is the most practical thing, right? Not the actually being able to fix a puncture. I think what Amanda is saying is uh, money can buy you like as much gear as you want, but to actually know things about cycling. So it could be like practical knowledge, like uh, fixing a flat, but could also be like more... Uh, technical knowledge about like your bike or 
uh, gearing or I don't know, like the degrees of float you'll want in, into yeah, your clipless pedals. Yeah. Um, money can't buy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a hard one. All right. To the next one. I have a big ass problem with the overuse of aero gears. Especially, especially into the street fixed gear community. You don't need a TT converted bike with an aero helmet, a three spoke, and a rear disc wheel. You don't need it. It is of no use in the street. It's actually more impractical than anything. I totally do understand that you want to express yourself through your bike and how you build it. But go ride it in the countryside in a straight line or on the track, not in the street. Don't try to weave into cars in like a fully carbon build that is made and meant to go in a straight line. It just pisses me off. Am I the only one? <laughs> I, I I definitely see it's overkill for sure. Um, <laughs> it's definitely overkill. The aero helmet and yeah, it's there's a time and place. You know me. There's a time and I prefer to use the right bike in the right place and the right gear in the right place. I just feel like these people are usually like, oh, I'm fast. I'm faster than everyone else here. I'm just the fastest of all. I'm like, dude, I get it. The air flows on your skin. Now shut the fuck up. This is a group ride. <laughs> oh my god. I think these types of people are just want to like become a human knife. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, okay. I don't know what to say to that yet. A human knife. Like, a human knife. Cut through the air like a dagger. <laughs> I want to be a human samurai sword. I want to be so, so air resistant. Like you can't even hear me move. I go so fast I can cut you in half. Basically. <laughs> so yeah, that's like, that's, that's it for me. That's it for you. All right. Um, I'll move on to another one. Oh my god, people, Amanda, you fit into this category. Uh huh. <laughs> Fucking bigger gear ratios, bigger gear ratios. Like, I need a big, I need a bigger, I need a bigger chain ring. Oh, should I go down on my, on my, Bro, on my I don't act like and, that. Oh, I, need, I know, I've just been riding like 1165 for like a week, and I feel like 69 must be the reason. I must need a 69, I must have bigger gear. I must have, yeah, it's just like, I get going and like, it's just easy now. And uh, I just need a bigger gear. Which gear should I put on? Should I change the cogs? Should I change the... Just ride your bike. Like, like, I, just, I, just need, I just need to put my entire body weight on only one pedal when I'm, yeah. when I'm from a stand and start, but it's fine. Yeah. yeah, the bike doesn't even move when I stand up. It just like, it's, it, I have to put in so many watts just to move the bike forward. <laughs> I actually have an electric motor just to start the bike. Yeah, yeah, and just get to it get me started. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I've never the, the words have never come out of my mouth. I need a bigger chain ring. Okay, I've never okay. said that before. But, but, yeah, I do ride hard ratios. Yeah, it's just like this constant thing I hear. I, think I need a bigger <laughs> chain ring. <laughs> oh, okay. It's the thing that I arrived in Paris. Um, I I was like in a straight line with a dude, and like we were like you know in that tunnel when uh, where there's no traffic, it's only bikes and pedestrians, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like we started sprinting, just having fun, you know. And he drops me, but he <laughs> drops me like so hard, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and um, and uh, and later we just like we're having a coffee. He's like, yeah, man, I'm I'm having some knee pains recently. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, really? Like, what race should you ride? And it's like, oh, you know, like, I think it was like 51. So not that big of a deal. You know, you don't really see it. Like, 51 isn't really big, especially yeah. when everyone is riding 49, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, I think I ride like 51, 13. And I'm what? like, dude. Yeah. What? 
Dude. In Paris, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be honest, that straight line, and that comes back to my prior thing, but whatever, that straight line is the only one we had all day, and it lasted 20 seconds. Yeah, it's really short, that tunnel. Bro, like, I, in crits, fucking fast crits, where you go, like, 40 kilometers per hour, 45k per hour, people don't even ride that ratio, or that is the ratio they ride, usually, but. <laughs> they like people ride a bit less, a bit easier, or that ratio. But yeah. yeah. <sighs> so yeah, <sighs> fucking gear ratio, dude. Fucking gear ratio is just ride your bike. Just ride, just your, ride your fucking bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like next next event, like slow spin society team rolling around. Oh. Look who's here, the haters. <laughs> Yo, for real though, like I feel like I don't want anyone who's listening to this like hates us because we're just hating right now. But That's the whole point of the episode. We're just opinionated, it's fine. Yeah. Mm. All right. The bandana trend. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Is it a Dude, thing what? I feel like, yo, I've seen it way too much. So there's, I've seen, yeah, I think it, it is somewhat of a trend. Like people wearing these cycling bandanas to make them look cool on the bike. And bandanas they, are never cool. <laughs> no, hey, I, I wear a bandana. I mean, on my neck. You wear yeah, a neckerchief, like, bro. That's, that's what different. I mean. That's what I mean. Bandana, not on the forehead, on, on the, around your neck. Yeah, I'll wear that in the winter. I like oh, it. That's, okay, wait, that's what I'm coming. Wait, whoa, whoa. whoa. I'm getting there. <laughs> okay, okay. Slow okay. down, cowboy. <laughs> like, basically people wearing bandanas because they think it's cool, like around their neck, but not actually wearing it for what it's meant for, to actually keep your neck warm. So mm -hmm. someone coming from fucking the country of minus 25 and minus 30 like you wear a buff you wear a bandana you wear a neck warmer because it's you need to actually protect your face and your skin from the cold the wind and frostbite and then you see people wearing it for yeah trendiness so hold it's on i need to ask funny. a question are we talking yes. about a neckerchief that you like roll up and then put around your neck and tie a knot. Yes, that. And also just like a, a buff. A buff. Yeah. I call it them buffs. Um, what from well. wearing snoots in the winter? Well, that is fine. But then also people wearing it just because it's a, tr it like, it's, they think it's trendy, okay. but not actually wearing it for the practicality. And also bandana. Like bandanas, especially, um, they're starting to become a bit trendy and fashiony now, and it's just like I'm gonna feel self-conscious next winter. I do think bandanas are cool, though. Actually, now I think about it. No, you didn't say that I, thirty seconds I said, ago. I, I didn't say that thirty seconds ago, but I would never wear one ever. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. But if you can pull it off, nah. I just I I don't go for it. Okay. Like I fucking it's love twenty my degrees bandana. outside. Paul, you you can pull it out. You can pull it off, Paul. You look good with it. And Paul, you're like always cold and stuff. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no no need, need like, to. Uh... For you, it's like a, like a somewhat of a scarf. Like uh -huh. an actual like like for in the winter, I'd wear like a if I feel like it or if I'm going wearing something more nice. I would wear like a big scarf to keep me warm or yeah. But for, I think for in your case, it's like a scarf. Oh my God. I'm not looking forward to winter. It's It goes well as the homeless style I'm trying to achieve. Oh, you achieved that very well, bro. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially your laced pants. Ah. <laughs> My laced pants. No, no, like you have shoe. You don't lace. have a belt. You just have a shoelace. Like <laughs> a and that? like your it's pants totally... always seem like they're falling it, half the time. It, it is totally fine. Such a hobo. <laughs> what the fuck? 
It's totally fine to use a lace instead of a belt. In whose world? <laughs> Why don't I just use a sock instead? Ask the skateboarding culture for the past 25 years, maybe. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe I'm just going to use like my sock and cut, a, cut the top off, cut the toe off and use it as a snoot. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> or just or just get a really long sock and wear it as a bandana, you know. Put my gloves. Why don't I put my gloves on my feet? To my defense, I don't like. So I do also wear a belt. Matter of fact, I have one today. Uh, but oh, actually, I don't. Okay. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, I don't like so how do you call the middle part of the belt buckle okay the buckle I don't have a thing the buckle when I ride because I can feel it yeah I that's that. it but that's it for I'm, me I'm out yeah okay well you just got the wrong buckles <laughs> <sighs> okay mate on to the next one yeah so you remember how just earlier I was talking about aero gears and um, and people yeah. who do that all aero trend. So mm -hmm. if you're a beginner and aero things are your jam, well, I'm sorry. I apologize because my next point is actually discouraging newcomers and gatekeeping. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to start somewhere. I started was a Bianchi Pistavia Contondi, which is probably the cheapest Bianchi you could find. It was also extremely heavy. I am 1 meter 81, 82 on a good day. And it was a 53 <laughs> centimeter frame. So definitely not my size. And, you know, like I was blessed enough to not be surrounded by dicks. And at some point someone told me like, hey, you should go one size up. I think it will uh, be beneficial for you. And it did because that was definitely not the right size for me. But it's always better than just a dick coming to you and saying, huh, that's definitely too small for your big ass. Because I saw that happened. Like, fuck off. Sorry, I'm a bit spicy today. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a rant and a half, bro. I completely agree with you. Is that it? No, no other comments. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to say to that. I, uh, I have no comment. <laughs> Holy shit! That's, that's my comment. Uh, yeah. Okay. I agree. Of course, but that that was a <laughs> that was a self rant. I'm just happy that you got that out. Yeah. Next up. Is it me? Yeah, you're in. Are straps dead? Yes. I, I don't see straps anywhere anymore. All I see is cleats. By straps, you mean cages or strap yeah, straps? Yeah, I mean strap straps. Cages seem to be making a comeback and or have never gone away. And straps just seem to be dying. I don't know really? if that's not. Yeah, I just hardly see people with straps anymore. Do you feel sad about it? Yeah, of course I do. Because it was never meant to be on the fixed gear, you know that. Shut up. It's a terrible pedal <laughs> setup, you know that. Shut up. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> if you're going to go down this route, then, uh, then there's another argument to be had. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't start me on this. Hey, hey, no they're, gatekeeping, okay? They're by far the best system. <laughs> by far. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I still see them everywhere. Yeah, I just but, feel like they're getting less and less and less. But on another note, I usually try to ignore them, so I couldn't <laughs> really tell you. Oh my god. Yeah, let's have two, two cages. That makes sense. <laughs> to, like, straps are really good for tricks and just comfy riding. I don't... Uh, who... Uh, Whose bike I was riding with straps? Uh, wasn't oh, it Matty's? In Berlin, yeah, I was riding yeah. Matty's bike and was and with you, straps. You almost ate shit. When? When? Didn't, isn't it when you were wheeling? You're like, oh, it's harder because I'm in, with straps. 
No, I almost ate shit in London. Getting off the back uh, of the bike. Ah. Uh, uh, but that was that was on on my bike, and that was told. Uh, was it on my bike? No, that was on um. Ross. That was on Ross's bike, uh, and yeah, I almost ate shit that day. I just I was willing. I, I decided to touch a tree, and the tree decided to touch me a little bit too much back. Uh, uh, and yeah. Uh, panic on my way down, but they they don't get me wrong, they're comfy, but I don't know, like, there's just about something about toe cages that does it more for me, but this is not the point. So, yeah, I don't know if they're disappearing, man. Mm, I feel like they're on a decline. Okay, maybe it's for the better. Who knows? Shut up. Mm. <laughs> Amanda is like. I just want to fuse with my bike through clicks. <laughs> <laughs> I love right. riding clipped. <laughs> I love riding clipped. I love riding clipped. And I love ice cream. Hi, my <laughs> name is Amanda. And this is my insurance company. <laughs> How big is your gear? <laughs> How fast can you go? Yeah. How long because, can you keep up? Because I can definitely go faster. All right. Monday, you're next. Okay. Another trend. I don't know if it's a trend, but it's, I kind of see it often. And I think it's like people kind of go towards this because maybe aesthetically or they think it's nice, looks hot, whatever. But having a high saddle. Or a high seat post. Mm. Um, I'm thinking that having this look of like more pointing your toes on the bike while riding looks good. Mm. Um, especially when it comes to women riding. Um, but in fact, it looks really bad. And you're, you're ruining your lower back. And also you lose a lot of power in every pedal stroke when your saddle is too high. No, I agree that it looks stupid as fuck. Yeah, it it does. It does. You you see, like the person, it's too high, and their like back is basically almost bouncing or moving too much. And then you're like, I I kind of look at them and I'm like, oh my god, I'm praying for you right now. Like, Lord have mercy. <laughs> yeah, oh, I kind of just like. <laughs> have mercy. And the, actually, like the amount of people I go up to, and I I, I won't like. I really do go up to them and I won't shy away and I'll be like, um, excuse me, I don't mean to kind of mansplain you, but I'm a former bike mechanic. I'm and a former I... bike mechanic. <laughs> 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 what? Oh my God, if you walked up to me and said, I don't mean to mansplain, but I'm a former bike mechanic and your saddle is in your fire. fired a couple of times, no yeah. big deal. I w- couple of times bro you're hilarious <laughs> you're hilarious. no but uh, like it's it's the it's the right way to do it because again you don't want to be like what the fuck is you saddle so high you little schmutt like you, you could just say hey your saddle's too high i think can we discuss this why is it so high <laughs> do you want to do you want to have a beer to discuss about it yeah <laughs> uh i totally agree and I think also if um, I'm talking, it, so I don't know about some people, but uh, and it might just be like not a good bike fit for some people. But I know that for some people, it's just a combo of having a frame a little bit too big and wanting mm. that aesthetic thing of having a high seat post. Mm. And so you place aesthetic over riding experience. Can't say mm-hmm. I haven't done that, placing aesthetic over riding experience. Oh, I've but definitely it, done that. Yeah, I've definitely done that as well. Riding stupid like carbon tubular wheels when you live in a city like Paris where broken glass makes 50% of the floor you roll on. Um, so yeah, no, stupid decisions. I get it. Uh, but the, the a bike fit, and I'm not even talking like a proper bike fit. I'm talking about like just feeling good on your ride is so mm. important. And I feel like mm-hmm. if 
if you're just going to have that higher seat post, being on your tippitos, not feeling that well, you're just going to want to stop cycling <laughs> because it feels like shit. And you actually, though, like you get so much more power when it's the right um, height. And a lot of people think that your, your, your foot is supposed to be a slightly bit like on the tip but actually like for me when even when racing and you pushing super hard on the pedals like my foot is almost like parallel to the floor and i feel like i'm getting so much more power just like being able to stomp completely straight on right at the bottom at the pedal stroke so yeah mm -hmm. you, you do lose a lot of power as well yeah yeah just just put your saddle at the right height yeah all right, proper bike fit. We had an we have an episode about it. Go check it out. It does take a while to find the perfect bike, to find the perfect size for you, the perfect stem length. Every bike is different. Every geometry is different. So, like, do not be discouraged and do not feel like you're doing it wrong or um, just because like your first bike or your first two bikes are not the perfect size for you i mean it does take some time to get there like for me i think i've been i've always around like 54 53 52 and all my my previous road bike was a 54 the top tube was a bit too long for me just because my body i have long legs but shorter torso so now i'm riding actually a 52 a small on my road bike um with a much longer uh stem and so yeah just to everyone like it's it's it takes a while to get the perfect setup, but uh, eventually Worth you'll it. get there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. My next one is for some of you people: uh, obsessive data tracking mm. and <laughs> Strava Wars group ride. So mm. obsessive data tracking yeah. is to have Strava basically. You go to the grocery store, you put Strava on. You go to your grandma, Hi. you put Strava on. <laughs> Hi. You go... Do you do that? Maybe. Literally oh every time you're on the bike. Not, ev not every single time. Like today I went to the doctors and I didn't put it on because it was... Why because would I you? wasn't sure of my performance. Yeah, why would you? You're <sighs> in the doctors. Just, I like to see like how many calories I consume and burn and my energy levels and can you not just like feel it <laughs> like if i eat too much and i don't exercise i feel like i've eaten too much and i haven't exercised <laughs> i don't know why we still have doubt about amanda being an android at this point <laughs> a what a an android mm. oh yeah hi i am Amanda. <laughs> Amanda. Um, How fast can you go? Um, but yeah, see, for me, it's the opposite. It's how much do you train and how, I mean, I eat not that much or whatever. Um, and then why do I feel like shit? <laughs> what? <laughs> so so I, let me just like put a little thing here. Just let me just like interject something. So uh, Amanda, Rob and I, uh, so we had like a couple of trips together, just a couple of things. And I think Rob and I are like mildly regarding on what we eat. Oh, But Amanda has that, like, I don't know, it's a gift from God to make <laughs> you understand that you're a fat fuck. Let me, let me, so let me put you in a situation. Wait, you what? are what? just chilling, and Amanda is going to look at you and like, hey guys, do you want to do some groceries after it? Like, we could buy, I don't know, like, vegetables and shit, <laughs> or fruits, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, Amanda, sure, healthy stuff. <laughs> that happens so many times. I'm a bit confused. Me too. <laughs> what do you mean? She just tried to eat less? No, she no. Amanda, he eat healthier than us. 
but when I'm with Amanda, I don't think she does. She eats every. She, she eats I eat everything. E- she eats everything. Yeah, she but you eat like way so much. She's like Mwah. you eat way more fruits than I think she I, pretends or, to. Like I do. It's like oh, I'll have a salad oh, with a pie. It was it was all fake from the beginning. Well, I think when you're on I your own, I have an Android, guys. I think when you're on your own, it's much easier to um, eat healthier. Yes. But when I, I'm with you guys, like we're on vacation, bro. I'm going to go to every restaurant and like fucking have the time of my life and order the, dessert and shit. Yeah. I, <laughs> order uh, two desserts. Yeah, that's happened. <laughs> it has happened. We have a case and we have proof. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. Um, anyway. Who wants to go next? But, I think it's me to go. Yep. Hoods on drops. Agree or disagree? Uh, seems to be more and more popular. I didn't see it that much in, all, in this last year and a half. Just see so many people putting their hoods onto their drops. What's hoods? Well, you know, like hoods, but without levers. Yeah, so it's just like the shape of ah. it. Yeah. And then you put it, it's like a plastic bit that you put on your drops and then you tape over the yeah, top of I it. Yeah, I think we've said this before, but for me, it's an absolute no-no. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with it. No. <laughs> it's like okay. mini, 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 mini bullhorns. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is kind of mini, 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 mini bullhorns. Your, your handlebar has like little devil ears. Yeah. <laughs> and visually, I'm not so into um, it. Um, I- Amanda sees everything through the eye of AI. It's like, <laughs> uh, it's like this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, not sure I like it. I guess it's practical and makes sense and gives you something to hold on to, but... Mm. You're not into it? No, not particularly. not particularly. Okay. So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Slow Spin Society podcast. Everything we'll discuss today will be in the show notes on the blog, slowspinsociety.com, along with the various articles and write-ups I post every two weeks. Slow Spin Society is proud to be a listener-supported podcast. If you get value out of the show, why not consider putting some value back in? You can visit patreon.com slash podcast to join the community. We're pledging at any level. We grant you access to the extended cut of the show. Special thanks goes to Niels, our editor, and our 47 Patreon supporters, making Ooh. this show possible and ad-free. We love you guys. You can also find us on our Discord server. The Infect link is also in the show notes or with our Instagram accounts. At Slowspinsidey. Rob is at currency.co. Amanda is at Mikamanda. And I oh. go by at underscore full underscore you. Yeah, you're an Android. You're 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 <laughs> Mecca. Mm. Sharing the podcast with your friend is by far the best and easiest way to support the show by giving us a good review on the platform of your choice. The music for the show is Lovely Swinder by Maria, and the illustration is by me. We'll see you in two weeks. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, guys. We love you. Sorry for talking so much shit. We love you. (laughs) I don't apologize for anything I said. I do. I can give you all hugs. I love everyone. We're actually nice people. No, anyone that says that is not a nice person. So No, I think we're really nice people. (laughs) You're making it worse. You're making it worse. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.